Okay, hi guys. It is uh, November seventh, two thousand twenty-three, and uh, the welcome to the new read through the New Testament. And as you know, I'm not in Nepal anymore, but, but I'm we're not, not in Rockford in Rockford either. either. Uh, we were not in Bible class, so no. Yep. And the reason we weren't in Bible class is because we are at the Cove near Asheville, North Carolina. It's the Billy Graham Training Center taking a pastoral retreat. Yep. So. We slipped away for a couple days, yep. and but we're still doing our podcast, so here we go. <laughs> yep, yep. So uh, today we're reading Mark 2, 1 through 14, and Romans 13. Yep. Which is what you guys read in class. Yep, but we're just doing this for completeness sake. Yep. If you want to read it. Or maybe you missed class. Right. And you're listening, and so this will help to you. Okay. Uh, Mark 2, 1 through 14. Uh, This is the roof paralytic is what I like to call. And when he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed in which the paralytic lay. And you got to catch that picture. <laughs> They're on the roof. They dig a hole in the roof while this Amazing. trash kind of coming down causes big disturbance. It's a different kind of roof than our house is. Right? It is. <laughs> and when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes who were sitting there questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak like this? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately, immediately Jesus, immediately there goes, perceiving in his spirit, Jesus did, that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, take up your bed, and walk? But that you may know the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He's going to do the harder thing. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose, and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all so they all were amazed and glorified God saying we never saw anything like this that would have been amazing (laughs) absolutely okay verse 13 he went out again beside the sea and all the crowd was coming to him and he was teaching them and as he passed by he saw Levi the son of Alphaeus sitting at the tax booth and he said to him follow me and he rose and followed him so Levi has another name. His name is Matthew. Matthew. Which you said you, you showed in class, and I wasn't there, about uh, the... The scene from The Chosen where Jesus calls Matthew the tax yeah. collector. Yep. Yeah. It's a good, even to review that, just in your mind, just yeah. thinking about here he was, doing his business. Jesus called him, and he drops everything. And I remember in that scene, like, the Roman centurion was like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you and doing? And the disciples weren't very happy either, because no. they didn't like him. No. Nope. So. But he wrote a book of the Bible, and he's told yeah. again in Mark. Okay. All right, we are Romans 13. Yeah, speaking about how to respond to the government and how love is to be exhibited. Okay, Romans 13, 1 through 7. It looks like I'm reading a lot today. So I just got the big paragraphs. Okay, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there's no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed. And those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who's in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive approval. 
for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. Okay, so now we're going to shift and talk about love. Uh, Verse 8. Oh, no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandment, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly, as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Okay, pretty simple, short reading today. Yep, about, yep, subject to governing authorities and love. Yep. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye.